Hey everybody, it's Ivan here with episode 7 of the Living Luna podcast. We're recording this um, ahead of the full moon, um, October's full moon, October 20th, I think is the right day. So we're recording this on the Sunday before. Um, usually I would record um, the podcast on Twitch and I have the link to that in the um, show notes if you ever want to come and join us live. I actually forgot to record it live this weekend because I got really into um, the game I was playing. If you're into Animal Crossing, especially um, New Horizons on the Switch, you might have recognized that there was a Nintendo Direct a couple days ago, and there's like huge content updates coming in the next couple weeks, so I, I got kind of back into that game and kind of got distracted and ran out of stream time, so I'm recording this much later in the day on, on that Sunday. We're here, and we're looking at, um, I guess, the full moon this month is in Aries, so there's a lot of that passionate fire energy floating around for this full moon. Um, I think the main thing to take into account when it is an Aries full moon or just Aries energy in general is kind of watching where your emotions are and recognizing that there's going to be a lot of very dynamic energy flowing around and trying to direct that energy into productive outlets because you know, as we know, kind of Aries can be passionate, but can also be, I'm not sure if angry is the right word, but can, can definitely be very kind of insistent on the things that it is focused on in that moment, using all that energy to direct it into like driving things forward, taking on if there's something that you have wanted to do, but you have all the pieces in place, but you're lacking the confidence, just kind of let that Aries train like pull you through that slump is a much more productive way of using the energy than, you know, overflowing and, you know, snapping at people or just being really pushy in a, in a bad sort of way, you know? So that's a good thing to kind of keep in mind around this time is if you're feeling kind of antsy, just try to push that energy into something that's, that's going to progress you forward and use it in a good way, basically harvest that good energy. Where I have been in the last couple of weeks, I have been getting back into bullet journaling and I came up with this really neat little idea um, of kind of making like a grid of like a three by five grid and just tracking my physical, mental and emotional kind of energy or state or whatever word you want to use. Um, so this past like couple of weeks, actually been pretty good my physical side is always like usually around like a three to a four it's very rare that i get all the way down to like a two or a one unless i've been like super sick or something but um my mental and emotional energy has been i think better than i would have said it was which is kind of the reason why i started doing this um there's definitely been a few days where i've been at like threes and twos mentally or emotionally but there's also a lot of threes and fours here as well so i've been mostly at three and four aside from a couple twos and then emotionally I've been a few more twos but it's been mostly threes and fours as well so it's not been quite as hectic as like my perception of the last couple of weeks would have been without having that sort of physical evidence especially you know it takes like a minute or two every day to kind of fill out those blocks so i've been doing that and i've been doing like a daily 
tarot pool again which has been nice to get back into because both of those things only take a couple minutes um, and i actually it's funny to say it but i added this hidden shelf to my desk i used um like the brackets that you would put on a kitchen drawer so like those sliders where you can pull a kitchen drawer out i used a pair of those and some wood to attach this hidden shelf to the underside of my desk and it, it works super well to have an extra space to pull out because the way I have my desk arranged, my keyboard and mouse and all the other computer peripherals, all the cables are like cable managed. So everything fits exactly where it's supposed to. So you can't really like clear the top of this desk off to write on. But now I have the shelf to pull out. It's for writing, so it's always empty. And then I just pull it out and put what I need on there to, to write. So it's been really nice. And then I can obviously use it to pull cards on top of and stuff like that as well. So it's, that's really helped me get back into that daily routine because it's not like a huge deal where I have to like go somewhere else and do something else. And, you know, that psychology of like, oh, now I have to like pick up my book and my cards and I have to, you know, go sit at the dining room table or drag another table into the room where I usually am. And then it becomes this big event where you feel like you have to like justify doing it. And then, you know, you sort of get in your head about it. But just having the shelf here, I can just discreetly like, like pull it out and just write something down and then push it away again it makes it so much nicer so i mean getting back into that i've had the three of swords come up quite a few times probably uh, i think three days maybe like not in a row but like two days in a row and then there was a different card and then it came back up again so that's definitely something that i'm supposed to be kind of you know i always ask the question like if i don't have a specific question my general question is is you know some variation of what's the thing under the thing the hidden that i'm not seeing so um three of swords coming up for that it doesn't necessarily have to be a card about the heart or heartbreak like in the smith rider weight it's a uh, three swords piercing a heart and the thing that we come back to is swords represent air which represents intellect and then the heart on there you know some people kind of bring a very sort of cups which is more an emotional suit energy into interpreting the three of swords but ultimately since swords the suit is about intellect when i'm thinking of the three of swords um i tend to interpret it more as and there's definitely um some of lindsay Mack's wisdom in in the way that i look at this but it's also the way that i thought about this card before i took her course you have all these things coming at you you have these three swords coming at you and those things that are coming at you are impacting you deeply they're piercing your heart so there are things that are important to you that are hitting you on a very fundamental level and that are causing you some type of you know probably emotional pain or mental distress in this case rather than necessarily physical although it could be like when i twisted my ankle from skating that caused a lot of mental and emotional impact as well as the physical problem of like not having a fully working ankle for several weeks so um you know something like that or something that is purely like an emotion or or a mental situation it's coming at you and it's piercing you deeply and it's you know impacting you deeply but how you react to it is the choice that you have in the suit of swords and i don't mean bypassing the problems that you're having or you know talking down on yourself or 
that sort of toxic idea that, that comes up in kind of capitalist society of like, oh, just push through and just do what you need to do and don't let these things affect you. I'm not, I'm not talking about that idea because that's that's not the vibe at all. It's important to feel what you're feeling and it's important to acknowledge it. But within the acknowledgement of things that are happening to us, we do have the choice of how we react to those impacts so we can't really control how we feel about something how we feel about it is how we feel about it it's real often how we feel and this is the lindsay Mackism, which i believe is also you know it's a more kind of generalized like tara brock talks about it as well but i definitely learned it through lindsay mack is you know how we feel is real but it's not necessarily the truth of the situation which is you know something that i've thought myself for a long time but that specific way to articulate it is is definitely that's where i kind of got that that specific articulation of it from of just allowing yourself to be with yourself and to see how things are impacting you and to acknowledge that they are impacting you that way. But then how you react to that. So when I twisted my ankle, for example, it felt like, oh, I'm never going to be able to skate again or I'll never be able to do it in the same way or why, why do I even try and go skating why can't i just do like a normal exercise for whatever value of normal is is relevant here and all these kinds of things came up like i should just stop doing all this i'm too old for it and then you know just kind of sitting with that and saying okay well why is this happening because i hurt my ankle and i can't do certain things now until it's better I feel really bad about that. And then other people kind of depend on me to be in a certain physical shape to be able to do things for them as well. So there's a lot of things impacting the situation. But ultimately, the reality of that situation is that my ankle will get better. And this was a month ago now or so. So it has been getting better. And, you know, can reasonably expect it to get better. So those feelings are very real but the truth is not necessarily there and also things like well should i continue to inline skate or should i do a different type of exercise that's a rational question but if it's asked and answered in an emotional context then you're doing yourself a disservice because you know my reaction could be oh fuck i screwed up my ankle well forget all this garbage i'm never doing this again and that might be the right decision but if it's made in the wrong way with that very strong emotional reaction is it really the right decision and have you made it for the right reasons and right and wrong are kind of strange words because they don't always you know apply in the way that we think they do or different people can have different interpretation of of them so i guess in this context what i'm saying is that if the three of swords is asking us to look at those emotional situations and make rational decisions about them then having a very strong emotional reaction to a situation and just deciding on the spot that that's how we're going to proceed going forward is not really the right way to go about it and again i'm not saying don't have the emotional reaction like just don't be emotional forehead like that's not how we roll having the emotional reaction is fine but trying to be a passenger to that reaction and just let it play out feel it in your body 
understand the reality of that reaction and why you're having it, but then following up on it from an intellectual place and making a decision if it's going to be, you know, a long-term decision that it comes from that rational mind space where the swords live rather than that emotional heart space, which is more the suit of cups anyway. So I guess that's what I'm saying. And then um, I asked that same question, the, 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 my generic, you know, what's, what's the thing behind the thing or the thing underneath the thing or the thing that I'm not paying attention to right now that I should be. I asked that question uh, right before the podcast and I got the hanged one in response. The hanged one speaks to, again, liminal space and waiting, but it's, it's that specific flavor of waiting where you're just kind of hanging out and you're chilling you're waiting for the other shoe to drop i guess that's one kind of way of looking at it where things are happening and they are happening around you and you're kind of waiting for that point waiting for everything to coalesce before you can follow up on it so again using this ankle thing because it's seems to be the topic of conversation for me right now i can still skate and i have been skating and i'm still getting exercise that way but i can't push myself to the same limits i can't do some of the more complicated movements that i need to be able to do to for example to stop really fast or to to get some of my height height drops and big jumps and stuff like that the ankle will just fold if it's under too much pressure but it's fine for general exercise so i'm in this liminal space with the ankle where there isn't really anything i can do about it except wait for it to heal then maybe i can you know do some exercises to make it heal faster or to assist that healing journey but fundamentally i i can't do anything more than what my body is capable of doing as far as healing the ankle goes so i just have to be okay with using it as it is in in each day and if it's working better some days than others then just doing what i can do on that day and just being okay with being in that space and then also with winter coming up, I, you know, skate outdoors once it gets really cold in the area that I'm in, like it gets painfully cold where it's not even advisable to be outside exercising. And then it rains a lot and it's dark a lot. So sometimes the weather conditions just make it impossible to skate for maybe three or four months of the, of the year. And sometime in that like November through March, time frame there's you know maybe a few days here and there that are okay but a lot of a lot of somewhere there's like a three or four month window in in that time frame where it's just not practical to skate so i also have this other liminal space coming up of just not being able to even if i want to because of the weather conditions so i think that's why um, the hanged one came up for me when i was asking that as just a reminder that Maybe I need to enjoy what I can do skating-wise right now because there's going to be an enforced period of waiting where I can't do anything even if I want to. So um, those are some of the things that are coming up for me right now around you know different tarot pools and where we are with the full moon. You know, there's there's going to be a lot that um, will come up for us with this new moon in Aries and we want to just you know make sure to use that energy in the best way that we can 
that being said, I think that's about everything that I have for this episode. Um, so once again, there's links in the show notes. If you want to come and discuss anything with us, there's a Discord for um, discussion about the podcast, about witchy themes, tarot. And then I also stream the podcast live on Twitch when we record it. And I also stream video games on Twitch. So all those links are in the show notes. If you ever want to come and interact with people from the community, welcome to do that. Um, and then we record this podcast on the closest Sunday before or around the new moon and the full moon. So there won't be one next weekend, but the weekend after we'll be back to record this. And then I stream video games every weekend on Twitch unless something comes up. Come and join us if you want to. And if not, appreciate you listening and I'll catch you in the next one.